It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On a day where across the conference, we were reminded how hard it is to win games in the SEC. The Auburn Tigers find a way to win their third in a row. This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. It's a, we're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. And of course, we're recapping another Auburn basketball win. This is the Locked On Auburn, the Henry Service Company postgame show. Give them a call at 334-288-2700. Daryl Dapper is joining me as always as the Auburn Tigers. They didn't, they didn't make it easy toward the end, but found a way to get their third straight conference win in a row over Mississippi State, 69 to 63, Daryl, in a day to me where you saw Missouri lose, you saw Arkansas lose, you saw Tennessee lose, and all of a sudden Auburn's sitting alone at second in the conference standings when 10 days ago we were wondering if they'd be even a top 16. Yeah, it was a wild day, and it just goes to show you in the SEC, you know, you, you cannot take anything for granted even when you play on your home floor. Tennessee found that out. Um, it's just not one of those situations where you can just mail it in. So Auburn yeah. holding court here, holding serve at home against a very physical, yes. long, athletic Mississippi yes. State team. And I, I look, if Mississippi State could have hit threes tonight, uh, it might have been a different story. Now, granted, they may not have gotten to the free throw line as often as they did if they would have hit mm-hmm. some threes. But Auburn did what they had to do by shooting the three ball and then early Jalen Williams was just unconscious, gets it done and beats a Mississippi State team that, quite frankly, they should have beat at home. Jalen Williams, 21 points. I mean, what else do you want from him? And and I think when Auburn had 15 points, Daryl, he scored 13 of them, if if I recall correctly. And so, I mean, he was just off to an incredible, an incredible start for the night. And, And Auburn doesn't win tonight if he doesn't do that. No, he doesn't. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, we've talked about how on different nights this team's going to have to have somebody different. It's not a Jabari Smith, Isaac Okoro, you know, where you have that dude, Sharif Cooper, that you know is going to carry you. Every night Flanagan's done it. Jalen Williams has done it. Janai right. Broom has done it. Wendell Green has done it. That's a good sign, Zach, because then you can't defensively or where you game plan for Auburn. It's kind of hard. You can't just game plan for one or two dudes and say, well, if I take them out of the game and hold them below their scoring average, then we've got a chance to win. Auburn has been diversified scoring this year, and I think that's good. It is a different dude every night. But this is what I was waiting to see from Jalen Williams. I I was expecting him to pop at any time and have one of these big nights. You could just yeah. feel it, and he did, and and hopefully this will kind of give him some confidence to say, Hey, I can be the dude. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. And I mean, we talked about this a month ago. Like I think this team is at its best when Jalen Williams is the guy. We'll have to see if that continues to be the case moving forward. And we talked about it last time, the next few games on the schedule are crucial for Auburn's placement 
with where they're going to be in, in the SEC tournament as far as seeding goes, but we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. You mentioned Mississippi State being a very physical, very defensive team, and I think it kind of forced Auburn to go back to what they're most comfortable doing, whether they're efficient or good at it or not. That's a different conversation, but shot more threes than they did in their last game that we saw them do against Ole Miss. They shot 14 against Ole Miss. They shot 25 tonight, which is closer to what we typically see a Bruce Pearl team do. I think some of that, Daryl, is because they're at home and they were shooting better from behind the arc. And I think some of it is I don't think they felt super comfortable um, around the basket offensively because of what Mississippi State was able to do. So they adjusted. And fortunately, it was a night for Auburn where the threes were falling, 11 of 25 from behind the arc. Well, around the basket was difficult tonight because Mississippi State's got a very tall, very long, very physical front line. So they're big, right? They got 6'9", 6'10", 7 foot. I mean, they play very big. They're very physical. They're rim protectors. So when you got big guys like that down low, you want to get them to run out at you. And the way you do that and get spacing is shooting threes. I, I, I think that's a great strategy. If you try to force the ball inside, on this team with how long and big and athletic and physical they are. And they went 1-3-1 yeah. on Auburn a lot. So that was interesting defensively. Offensively, early in the game, they went five wide and mm. went really stayed around the perimeter like Memphis did against Auburn to try to create spacing. Auburn did a good job with cutting some of that down and not giving up threes. But I think that hurt Auburn on the defensive rebounding end because of all that spacing. Yeah, you may be right. So a, a lot of folks in the live chat right now saying uh, saying a lot of negative stuff, hating on Alan Flanagan, saying that it was ugly down the stretch. All those things can be true, but I still think proper perspective is needed here. Auburn just won their third straight conference game coming off when everybody, including kind of us, Daryl, and, and a lot of the folks throughout the Auburn fan base really counted them out in all of this thing. And I, and I don't think Auburn's going to win the SEC regular season championship. I don't. But after what happened today, Daryl, across the league, I think the number two seed doesn't seem as crazy, especially when Auburn will have the chance to play Alabama twice, who's at number one, and now Tennessee twice, who is tied with Auburn after them losing to Kentucky today. So I, I understand how folks are upset with how the game finished, and how there's still some major issues with this team. But with the exception of Alabama, Daryl, I think there's a lot of questions about a lot of the teams in the SEC. Well, first of all, don't ever take for granted an SEC win. That's I right. don't care how it looks at the end, especially when you've won three in a row. Okay, that's the first point. You, you, you get a victory against a team that played really, really hard and was a matchup problem, in my right. opinion, for Auburn. Okay, sure. that's the first thing. Sure. Second of all, like you said, look what happened around the league today. Oh, and by the way, the team that we thought was such a horrible loss on the road about 10 days ago now has three SEC wins in that's Georgia. Right. So they're a better basketball team. Florida, who Auburn kind of played a game similar to what they did tonight, won by you know three or four Late, you know, close game. Well, Florida yeah. got a big win against Missouri. I think they've got three SEC wins. So Auburn is, you know, look, they're they're in the top three of the conference right now. And and so Texas yeah. A&M has surprised, and that's that's been, been a little bit of a surprise. I, I had them left for dead. But Georgia's better. 
They have three wins. Florida's better than people anticipated. They have three wins. Never apologize for a loss. No, I'm there with you. I mean, a win. I mean, mean, you just just don't do it. I mean, a win is a win, and you take it. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, And, you know, I think Alan Flanagan, you know, seven turnovers, (laughs) that's bad, right? There's no dismissing that. Um, but still was effective outside of that. Seven rebounds, three assists. He scored 10 points on, on eight shots, four of eight shooting. Like, I don't know. Daryl, like, you, you take that. The seven turnover stinks, right? Like, that. That there's no dismissing that. But still, Well, this, like, is, a, this is a hard hat game. This is a physical, you know, right. really. And this is the kind of game where Chris Moore's absence is really visible. Mm. because he's the kind of guy that brings his lunch pail and does all the little things in a game like this. Boxes out, gets offensive rebounds, keeps his man from getting a rebound, goes to the – all the little things that you got to take, got to win in a tough physical lunch pail game like this, that's Chris Moore. Mm. And then he also can spell Alan Flanagan in a situation like this so where maybe Alan Flanagan doesn't get seven turnovers, right? He gets some minutes to rest on the bench, and his turnover rate isn't as high. Right. Um, all right, I guess we have to talk about it because it was such a big deal. The officiating was pretty crazy. I mean, we've seen this now for two or three games in a row, and, and we'll touch on the stuff that happened at the end because I think you've got a good perspective on it. Mm-hmm. But – Janai Broom continues to just get whacked in the face like every other time he goes for a rebound. This is, this is going back since the start of conference play. And just no official so far has seemed to really consistently care about that. And so if you're the other team, they're like, oh, I can I can hit the other team in the face when going for a rebound. And and so they're not going to stop it if it's not going to get called. That – um. You know, and, and as Clay Clay points out in the chat, the rebounding bias is so frustrating. It's like, yeah, I agree, but I, I don't think that was all a skill situation. I think a lot of that was how the game was called. I'm going to say something here, and I don't want it to sound like this is something that's conspiratory or it's 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 intentional. But I don't think Janiah Broom does himself any favors getting calls. I think officials target him a little bit. I'm just being honest. I know officials, and I, I know that they're human beings, and sometimes. When you flex and you do some of the stuff, the the antics that Janai Broom does, you may not get that call. I'm just telling you, it's it might be totally subconscious, but I saw an official absolutely get into him early in the first half after an and one, and just really just mean, get in his face and say, "I'm I'm serious, don't do it again." And all he was doing was flexing. He does that little flexing. So, I th- and then right back down the floor the next time, I don't think Janai Broom fouled his guy going to the basket. It was a blow by, and they called the foul on Broom. So, sure, referees are human beings; they're creatures of habit. He's not doing himself any favors with the antics, and maybe if he stops that a little bit and slows some of that down, he may get more calls. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think all of that's strategic, right? And I think there's a bunch of different reasons. Um, why, um, why that could happen. All right. We've got a great question from four G a U. I want to touch on that in a moment. I think it's a really, really good question, Daryl, but look, miss state more like I miss old fashioned, good old customer service. And that's exactly Daryl. That's exactly what you get with our friends at the, at a uh, Henry service company, whether it's heating and air 
whether it's plumbing, electrical, they've got it all. And we've talked about this before. Their service, it's literally in their name, Daryl, because it's that important to them. You know, it's amazing when you think about the weather changes in the last three weeks. Don't yep. underestimate a quality HVAC company taking care of that from heat to cold, from heat to cold, air conditioner to heater. That takes a toll on systems. And man, when you have an issue, they're out there lickety split. Yep, they're out there quick. It doesn't matter what day of the year it is. doesn't matter what time it is. You can call them. And that number is 334-288-2700. And these are local folks in the Montgomery Tri-County area that will take care of you and value you. And it's like you call them and you talk to them. It's like, oh, you actually care. That's so refreshing. That's so nice. And uh, we're fortunate to partner with him here at Locked On Auburn. Once again, that number, 334-288-2700. Alabama license number, 00021. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. The question from 4GAU. When do Westry and Donaldson start to not look like freshmen anymore? And I'm going to modify this question just a little bit and throw in Yoan Treor mm-hmm. in there as well. Because he looked lo- he looked he looked broken when he came out of the game from some people that were tweeting and texting that were sitting behind the bench that saw his body language when Bruce took him out. Not he good. was he's very upset and, and and I get it. It's just it's very difficult right now yeah. that you see around the league other teams are getting, you know, impact and getting production from the freshmen and Auburn's just not. And I don't know if that's a, a, a byproduct of having so many veteran core players coming back. That mm. that could – I mean, think about it. Auburn's got a lot of deep – they go eight or nine deep with guys that have played two or three years. That could be the issue, but it's just – I don't know. It's not what I counted on. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I, I'm shocked by it. I mean, the, the, the Westry thing is, is obvious, and he didn't even play tonight, Daryl. And then Trey Donaldson, who we saw him have moments – Earlier in the year, we thought he'd be a bigger part of the rotation. He played eight minutes, and he didn't register a point. He only shot it twice, but you know he didn't score. He had a wide open three, and he missed that. You kind of, I kind of thought that would be the moment when that ball was in the air. I'm like, take it, Trey, take mm-hmm. it. And I, I kind of felt like the flow of the game was going to go in. Unfortunately, it didn't. But that one's tough. The Chance Westry situation. Um, that's certainly tough too. At this point, you got to think it's mental. I've been told by folks that it's not his knee. Um, he just he's out of the rotation, which is extremely unfortunate. And then the Treyor one, I thought Treyor of all of these guys had the highest floor, maybe not the highest ceiling. I think his ceiling is really high. I think Westry had the highest ceiling though, but I thought his floor, as far as like just him being a safe player to have on the floor, um, we haven't really, we haven't really seen that. I guess, I guess by definition, the the highest floor of all these guys is Trey Donaldson. But six minutes tonight, and in those six minutes, Auburn, uh, he had Auburn's worst plus minus on the team. He was minus five, which is which is a bummer. You know, I think too, what's a little bit disappointing about it. We made this point before. I think Trey Hoare and um, Chance Westry went to Israel. 
and played pretty well over there. And again, I don't want to hear they played three different teams. One was an Olympic caliber team. One was a professional and the one was a 20 and under that's similar to what they would play in college, but not a very good college team. Every one of those teams, Zach, are a step above high school competition. So it's puzzling to me in a head scratcher that they could play well in that scenario. And then when they come back home, I mean, look, I get SEC competitions to step up, but even in the non-conference against mid-majors, they look lost. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just a year. They just need a year under their belt, so. maturation, and the veterans, you know, help with the transition. It's the only thing I can think of. I hope so. And a lot of people asking where the new recruits are, and it's like th- these recruits were highly rated. Like, I don't think anybody really expected this. Um, and, and we'll we'll see what. And we've talked about. Auburn kind of having their hands tied in the portal because of what their current roster makeup was going into the year. I think that'll change as kind of some scholarships and some, some jobs free up after this year. If guys leave or run out of eligibility or, or whatever transfer, we'll see. But, um, and folks, you know, a YouTube user said, I could see all the freshmen in the portal after the season. And it's like, I don't know if that, that would definitely be an, like, that'd be an outlier. Because we haven't seen people leave Auburn's program, even with the portal era. We've seen guys get processed, and then Devin Cambridge wanted to play with his brother. But we haven't seen people willingly leave the program. And so I don't know. And their path to playing time seems very clear to take a step forward next year as well. So I don't know if I fully... Well, what, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, what what's the alternative? Uh, you know, with whoever asked the question, I mean, are you worried about feel, hurting feelings when you're not getting production? And so you, you feel like you got to walk on eggshells and play these freshman uh, quality minutes because you don't want to lose them next year, but then you lose basketball games this year? You can't do that. I mean, if they get their feelings hurt, they get the feelings hurt. It's big boy basketball. The most important thing to do is to win right now and put the best five on the floor, the best yep. ten in the rotation. And if you're not part of it, so what? Get over it. Yeah, I'm there with you. Wendell Green did his job tonight. Still incredibly inefficient shooting. Four of 11, but made a third of his three-point shots. He was a perfect seven of seven. Uh, from the free throw line, he was perfect. 11 of 11 from the free throw line last game. So he's been 18 for 18 um, this week, which is awesome. But 17 points in 32 minutes, four steals. Uh, he had three assists, three turnovers. Like Wendell Green, late, was the guy who was scoring. Absolutely. And that's kind of been a really nice trend that I'm seeing. You know, you get Jalen Williams coming out on fire in the first half, carrying Auburn like Broom did. Yep against Ole Miss, and then when it's crunch time in the second half, in the last five minutes, the the three he hit and then the transition steal and basket that really, in my opinion, put the game away, even though down the stretch it got hairy. Um, He has been the the man that's wanted the ball in his hands late, Mm -hmm. and that's big. I mean, that's – now, if you're you're game-planning Auburn, maybe you change your defense in the last five minutes to kind of – shadow him to box him whatever to take the ball out of his hands but he's just stepped up huge under five yeah I, I think he's been great in that situation still would like him to be a little bit more efficient didn't love the logo shot that he took that attempt seems silly 
um, and rushed. I hate he, it when they do that. But the one I, he threw up and went off the top of the backboard too was one of the uglier shots I've seen where he was in the lane. That was pretty wild shot. Just, so just, you, just talking to folks on the team, like that's never something. Like I don't. It's my understanding, Daryl, that they just they don't talk about shot selection. It's just not something that they coach or spend time on in practice. You know, I, it doesn't that doesn't surprise me because they get green lights to do. I mean, you know, you, yeah. The only way you you avoid that is tell somebody if you do that again, you're coming off the floor. And Bruce Pearl doesn't do that. I mean, he just does not do that. He does not want to harness or does not want to handicap his team to make them play scared. And mm-hmm. so that's why he just doesn't do anything uh, when that happens. Yeah, I think you're right on that. This team, though, and there's some talk on this in, in the live chat, I still, Daryl, could see this team coming together and being a legitimate threat to go on a run in March and to get hot in March. I still think the pieces could come together because you're still winning SEC games against tournament-caliber opponents. I mean, Mississippi State was a tournament team and Lenardi's latest bracketology, and it's like... You know, you, you find a way to win these games. Like Mississippi State's good. They're not great, but they're a good team. They're probably, I think they were a nine seed in his latest bracketology. And it's like, yeah, you, you take that. You take a win uh, in that situation. doesn't matter if it's at home. doesn't matter if it's in Afghanistan. It doesn't matter. You, you, you want that win. And it wasn't pretty, but still you just look at the makeup of this team and it's like, okay, well, if Janai does get a little bit more consistent down low, or if KD or Zepp emerge as another scoring threat, you know, uh, from the guard rotation, or if one of these three freshmen become, you know, an SEC caliber player by the end of the season. Like if, if some of these things happen, Daryl, this team could really, really pop in March. It's not only that they're winning right now. I, I think that, that people need to kind of pump the brakes on being a little concerned. It's, it's, I, I get it. There's some ugly things, and there's some things we'll talk about that Auburn better freaking clean up or in a close game is going to get you beat. But, look, they're winning different ways. They're finding different ways to win. On yeah. the road against Ole Miss, they went to the free throw line a ton and got a lot of field goals in around the basket. Tonight, that was taken away, and so they beat you from the perimeter. Right. I like that. I mean, that's that shows that you're adjusting to what, you're, who, what your opponent's doing. And they're not being one-dimensional. So let's let's remember that that's a pretty positive thing to build on, that the last three games, they found a way to beat Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State all three different ways that's right. to win those games. That's right. Just score more points than the other team and worry about the next opponent. That's, you, remember, that's... You, you remember the expression, show me the steak, brother. Don't show me how you cut up the cow. Dang. I had to use it again. I'm glad you did. Uh, People talking about turnovers in the live chat and Auburn had 20 turnovers tonight, but I think you can make the case that the 20 turnovers tonight was not like this widespread epidemic and issue throughout the team. I think it was Alan Flanagan had seven and Janai Broom had four. Yeah, that's big. 11 of the 20, more than 50% or two guys. Um, You know, I think too, if you're going to get 20 turnovers, you better make sure that your defense turns the other team over a lot and you get some transition points off those. And so Mississippi State turned it over 16 times. 
So Auburn was negative four on the turnovers, but still it wasn't like Mississippi State took care of the basketball and Auburn turned it over 20. Because if that would have happened, yeah. you could have seen a different outcome at the end of this game. That's right. That's right. Okay, uh, let's open up questions, comments, concerns, whatever you guys want to talk about. Let's do that. War Eagle Wyoming says we rank 217th in turnovers per game. Obviously, that is not ideal. Get in the top 100 before now and the end of the year and just watch the impact that would have. And to do that, I think you have to average about 12 or 13 turnovers a game. Mm. And I could live with that. I could live with that. If you do that, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. Joey says this team will not evolve into an offensive juggernaut, but can become more efficient. Yeah, I think going into the season, we all semi-thought that this was going to be a defensive team. And now, to be fair, I don't think the defense is as good as I thought it would be going into it. Um, I also thought Wendell would play less minutes than he is, but I'm not saying he doesn't deserve those minutes. I just didn't think he'd be playing as much as he is. I thought other guards would be able to step up at this point. They really they really have not. Um, this is funny. Brent says, side note, I normally listen to Zach on at least one and a half speed on the pod, so it feels weird him talking so slowly. That's funny. That's it funny. took me a little while to figure that out as I was a Locked on Auburn pod listener for all this time. I was like, why does it seem like he's talking a little bit fast? I looked down, it was 1.25. I was like, I'm going to slow that down a little bit. That's funny. I talk fast anyway, so if anybody puts me on 1.5, it's going to sound like yeah. the chip, Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's right. That's right. Jesse says, no way we get into the top 100, talking about turnovers per game, um, with Alan Flanagan playing so many minutes. That's probably true. Sadly, that's probably but, true. But we don't, at- know, we don't know how long Chris Moore's out. We don't know how long Alan Flanagan is going to have to play these, these, this many minutes. Well, Zepp Jasper said on ESPN 106.7 when he was talking w- with the folks on the drive that he thinks, he's like, we'll see if Chris Moore plays on Monday. Um, it sounds like that was kind of the plan or the pra- practice on Monday, excuse me. So if he's practicing on Monday, maybe you get him by next weekend, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no rush. When you're winning like this, when you're on a winning streak, you have that luxury of not rushing anybody back. That is a wonderful problem to have. So, I would, you know, just let him sit out another week, especially mm-hmm. if you beat LSU, you keep rolling a little bit, get him healthy because you're going to need him in late February and March for games like this. All right. Paris says, don't let Trey throw the ball in or don't let Trey or throw the ball in, maybe. Yeah. I, he throw, and he, not only that, he, he just looks a little like he panics. There, there was – a couple of times in this basketball game tonight, and even late, where Auburn throws the ball too close to the sideline. So it's very easy for the defender yeah. to – it's like you're getting double teamed. The sideline's, in essence, a defender, and then the guy guarding you can crowd you. Get it to the middle of the floor and keep it away from the sideline. Treyor loves to throw it to the sideline, but Auburn late had three silly fouls under a minute and a half that kept the, stopped the clock and let Mississippi State score and then threw it to the sideline with a turnover. You cannot do that in games. When it's six or seven, it'll get you to go to overtime. And I'm I'm not being negative. I'm just pointing out the obvious. That's why a lot of people came in this chat and had a little negative taste in their mouth, and I understand that because the way they finished, there's no reason for senior leaders and guys that are veteran players to do that. you got to clean that up. Mm -hmm. William says this is an average team. 
William, I don't think that's true. I disagree. An average team right now would be, you know, two and three in the league and maybe have 10 wins. Um, I just, I, I just, I think that they're definitely, they're a good team. They just haven't reached to the point where they're a, a great team or a very good. Now, whether they get there or not, we'll see. But they're a good enough team right now that they're a tournament team, and I think a team that will finish in the top three, at worst top four in the SEC. Yeah, top four SEC teams, an above-average team. Absolutely I mean, I just, it is. Absolutely. I, I, like This isn't a flashy team. I don't think this is a very explosive team. I don't think this is a championship team. No. But they're not an average team. They're above an, no. they're an above-average team. Uh, Brent with a level-headed take. Flan's good. Has death outweighed his bad the past few games? I one even with the seven turnovers tonight, I still agree with this. He had a couple blocks. He had some rebounds, and he had ten points. So at the end of the day, he was doing some things to still help you win, right? I mean, I know that he turned it over. He had seven rebounds, seven rebounds, ten points, and two blocks. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, seven turnovers suck. But he did some other things to offset that, I think. So, yeah. hit it, hit, look, let, let's just be Plus honest. Plus minus is four across 31 minutes. I look at in things a, like six point game. So, and I look at things like big points in the basketball game. Mm. How big was the three he hit right before the end of the first half? Yeah. Huge. You're right. Huge. So, let's not discount that, too. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you bring that up. I'm glad you bring that up for sure. Um, Spencer and Charlotte say, Dap, you're making me feel cold looking at that hoodie with an undershirt, but the ceiling fan is still on. Are you warm? You look cozy. I'm, I'm very cozy. I just didn't feel like taking it off. I was comfortable. <laughs> I had it on because it was freezing out when I was out and about today. And <laughs> I just said, look, I'm wearing it to do the, the, the show because it feels so good. No, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Glad it's, you my did. Te- it's my Ted Lasso hoodie, by the way. Yeah, somebody said, are you, uh, what's the name of it? Was AFC oh, AFC Richmond? Somebody asked. Oh, yeah. That, somebody said Dap's a AFC Richmond fan. Yeah. Uh, Ashton asked about the upcoming schedule. All right, so the Tigers go a little bit of a road trip here. Now they go to Baton Rouge. They play in LSU on Wednesday, and LSU lost by fifty to Alabama today. Yeah, LSU went to Tuscaloosa. It was like one hundred six to sixty six. I think was the final. Unbelievable, and then. Auburn goes to Columbia, South Carolina. So this is a big week. And then they come back home to host uh, a pretty good a pretty good Texas A&M team, we think. Anyway. Yeah, that Texas A&M game is lo- looming large now where uh, yeah. maybe a week ago. So here's the deal, though. You flip-flop. You know, I, I've said all along, LSU's non-conference schedule made them look what, something that they weren't. And I think they're getting exposed right now for what happened last year when everyone jumped ship. And that program was in turmoil, and they didn't have very many players in depth. I think you're seeing that now. And so Auburn should go into to Baton Rouge, I feel like, and get that W. And I get South Carolina beat Kentucky in Kentucky, but Auburn's a better basketball team than South Carolina. So all you hope to do is win games you should. Right. Take care of business and then come back against AM and use that home crowd. It's a very big three-game stretch because if Auburn goes one and two here, they, they lose a lot of momentum. They've just gained the last 10 days. Jeff says, man, why does Trey Orm look so lost on his few short minutes? Jeff, we were talking about this a few minutes ago. Welcome, welcome on into the show. But it's curious. All three freshmen, I think, are underachieving. 
I didn't expect Donaldson to really be a piece of it going into the season. So I, I think Trey's probably about what my expectations of him was. I mean, he was a future addition. I don't think he was for this year. But I also didn't think Zeph would be playing the two. So I, I don't know. But the the dynamic of Treyor and Westry is it's it's fascinating. It stinks. Um, you know Bruce and this coaching staff hate it. You know, you know Westry and Treyor hate it. You just kind of hope they can figure it out. But it almost seems too far into the season now, Dap, to really give them a chance. I think the Trehor question, Zach, is, is is simply to me, and, and it's a great point. How is he looking so lost, playing so many, so little minutes? Because when he gets in, he's playing tight, he's playing scared to me, and he's looking like to, he looks like he's playing not to make mistakes. That's what happens when you play a short amount of minutes. You're like, oh, I better capitalize my time. I can't make any yeah. mistakes. I'll get pulled, and then and then you're done. When you right. start playing like that, you are done. Right. And it's psychological. It's, it's going to have to get this turned around because he's got all the physical tools and traits, mm. as does Westry. That's right. Um, both of them just – it's between the ears right now. Storm says, I'd be playing a 2-3 zone from now on. Guards can't stay in front of their guy. Um, I don't disagree with this, Daryl. I'm actually shocked that the guards can't stay in front of their guys consistently. When Auburn went to a 2-3, they got leads. They got out in leads to me. I, th- I think I remember them extending it. And then they'd get away from it. And Mississippi State's big guards. They've got big guards that can blow by you, put it on the floor, and they're physical. And that's what happened. I think that the, the zone that, that Bruce uh, put against Arkansas worked really, really well. And when you have bigger guards that can get by you and that, that aren't settling for perimeter shots – now, if you got teams that you're playing that just want to, you know, chuck it up from behind the three-point line, then yeah, play man, okay. But when you got guys that put it on the floor and blow by you and go to the hole, you, that two-three can be so much more effective. War Eagle, Wyoming says Treyor, Westry, and Donaldson all came in. Why Byron Haskins was our football coach? I blame him. It could be uh, it. That, that's cool a great that. point. Yeah, I'm cool with that. A few folks. Um, I'm going to highlight Doug's point here. Berman. Uh, Leor Berman playing great minutes tonight. Yeah, he played 13 minutes. He was one of two from the floor uh, and scored three points, and he had a plus-minus of three points. I'll, um, he, I'll take he, he also didn't play bad defense. I thought no, that his man was going to take advantage of him a little bit. That You're not going to out-effort him. No, You're not going to play harder than him. Well, it, it, what you just said, Exhibit A, when he ran down that loose ball that almost went out of bounds – it was the only Auburn player that went after it, saved the possession, and Auburn scored. Yeah. See, those add up. Flanagan's three at the end of the half, that play in a six-point game, that's five points you just got. You never know how big those points will be when the clock hits zero. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, uh, boy, can you imagine, that, like, the last minute of that game if it was only, like, a three-point game? Can you imagine Well, maybe that? Auburn doesn't play that way. That's something that's, I can say. Fair. Maybe maybe that's they fair. don't play that aggressively, uh, you know, with, in a three-point game or four-point game. I hope not, because if they did, that would be incredibly dumb basketball. But still, even at 10 points, you don't do it. It's just – it's not – people will say, well, it doesn't matter. They're up 10. They won six. It's, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's how you finish. Don't show me the score. Show me how you got there in this scenario, right? Under the last, with the last minute of the game, still don't pick up bad habits. They won. That's, that's the most right. important thing. You don't want to pick up bad habits. Tim says South Carolina after a big win last week, 
loses to Texas A&M by nearly 40 today. Auburn needs wins against LSU and South Carolina. It'd be huge. I mean, especially with the parity that you're seeing after Alabama today. Man, if Auburn if Auburn could go another week without um without a loss in in the conference, yeah, I mean that would be huge. There's there no were some big ha- there were some big halves of basketball today. Vanderbilt's half was huge. Alabama's half was huge, and then well, well, Alabama. Uh, Daryl, you you know why Vandy was so big because they played Arkansas, so you know it was Vanderbilt's Super Bowl. That's true. It was their Super Bowl. I forgot they had confetti rain, raining from the ceiling. That's right. They one of Vanderbilt's guards said he was going to Disney World after the game. They asked him where he was going. Court. Yeah. 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 That was uh I just thought about that. That's a great point, Zach. You're you're yeah. right on. There you go. How about well, a team not- that just fell apart? I mean, what they've lost four in a row now, Arkansas? Hate it. I mean that yeah. you hate to see it. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Coach Musselman hate it when things don't go his way. <laughs> there he is like the dude, the, the the hardest guy in the SEC to root for. So yeah, I'm shedding no tears. Yeah, I mean I still think it's Cal. I still think it's Coach Cal, but um, Musselman's giving him a run for his money as far as yeah. like least likable person in the conference for sure. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> I agree. Oh, uh, man. Hey, thank you so much to all of you guys for uh, for tuning in for the Henry Service Company post game show. Seriously, for any kind of HVAC, plumbing, electrical, any of your needs, be sure to check them out. Give them a call 334 288. 2700 Alabama license number 00021. Daryl, how can people give you some love, brother? You can follow me at Twitter, DAP, DAPP6410. Uh, Monday mornings, Auburn Open Like This Morning with our good friend Ben Taylor, WANI. Yep. Does a little DD double D sports segment, 15, 20 minutes. I'm sure we'll talk about this. We'll talk about some nice little transfer portal additions and uh, yes. we'll just have a good time. So, that's how you can follow me. And then obviously every anytime the, the Tigers play basketball, we'll be here. We'll be here. That's right. And so we'll be here this Wednesday night, LSU, Auburn heads to LSU. That's a six o'clock tip. So we'll go live a little after eight o'clock more than likely. And a lot of you guys asking about keys, the new linebacker. I'll talk about him on Monday um, with your normal scheduled Locked on Auburn shows. If you're still here, please like this video. Really helps uh, it get out to more people and helps the show. And until then, we'll see you. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.